your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with New York City musician, independent re recording artist, two-time Glam Award nominee, Benji Bradshaw, whose single Body On Me is out now. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I am good. As I was telling Benji, I'll just go like a little bit before we get into this. So I was telling Benji how crazy it is to think like... Benji was my first interview, and now, a year later, I'm I'm sitting here. This will be my 64th interview that I've done, and like, <clears throat> Benji's obviously been out there, like, making music, continuing on making music, getting nominated for shit, and like, it's so amazing. And as I was telling him, hopefully, this is the last interview that Benji will see me doing in this house. <laughs> Because I am looking forward to moving out of Florida, hopefully within, hopefully by June, fingers crossed, and moving to, as I was telling Benji, I have an album to come out, we're going to get into it a little bit, but I figured I need to be in a, it's a gritty raw album, and I need to be in a gritty raw city, so you bitches planning on moving to Detroit. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, because I thought about New York and I thought about... L well, this is my thing. I thought about LA at one point. My thing is... Hmm, I can't... I can't do this shit. Like, I'm not, I can't be the person who's going to be like... When somebody's untalented, I'm going to be like, Oh my God, babe, you're amazing. Go into the studio, work, make your coin. I'd be like... You play you play me a you play me a wax song. I'm gonna be like you call that shit music. Ooh! <laughs> oh my god! Listen, I am opinionated. Like, wow. In fact, there's actually a fan. There is actually somebody that I know Benji is a fan of, who I have interviewed on here, who I am no longer a fan of. <gasps> Oh no! Because, in my opinion, upon listening to their last single, uh -huh. I'm like, I heard where the vocal where the producer had melody in the vocals so fucking much that I'm like, wow, this person can't sing. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you are a straight shooter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is the thing. We're so full of people who's like, listen. The reason why, yes, Benji's my friend, but I actually like Benji's music. That's why, like, Benji is coming back. That's why, like, the the minute, I mean, Benji's never asked for my opinion, but if he played me something and I didn't like it, I would tell you, I'd be like, that's not it, girl. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's how you should be. Like, Right, right. You want to, like, get better and you want honest feedback, especially with music. Yeah. It's like... Well, actually, I don't get why I'm hiding who it is. I've already said on here. So, like, the per that person is Onyx. I don't. I I heard um Das Villain, and I'm like, yo, you can't sing. <laughs> I'm not. I I love Onyx for the yeah. record. Nope. I, yes. I, <laughs> Yes, I I know he loves Onyx. Benji Benji can love Onyx all he wants. I just 
That's why everyone's like, where's part two? There ain't going to be one. <laughs> oh, my God. You are. Well, well okay. Yeah. Should, should, what, what would be better? Me to put Onyx on here and be like, so I love your new single, Das Villain. And it's like, I jammed out to it. I feel like it'd be better for me to just not book somebody. Well, you know, it's your show, so you yeah. have the right to do what I want. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But I, I, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I love him and I love like what he's doing on, on social media. So, but everyone's entitled to their opinion and this is your show. So, and, yeah. yeah. And it's like, this is the thing. It's not like I, well, this is what I will say. When I said he couldn't sing, what I think what happened was, for me, was least, I think he was going into vocal decline. Hmm. Meaning, like, I, I'm going to say this, I have been a fan of Onyx. Onyx is, some of Onyx's early stuff is good, but, like, this newer stuff, I'm just, like, I'm not feeling it. It's not, but then again, I can't feel everybody's stuff, like. So far, as I said, so far, Benji's not put out a song that I don't like. So, like, oh my God, yay. now I'm extra happy because I'm like, <laughs> after the critiques, I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, I better, <laughs> I better bring it because I'll be on the chopping block in like a minute. No, because it's. Well, this is the thing. Like, you would at least be like willing to do like. Or I think maybe you have. You've done like live streams where you've like sung without like any vocal processing or anything like that, just your voice, right? Right, right. And live shows. So, yeah. Yeah. So that means you can prove that you can actually sing. It's not easy, but we try. Yes. <laughs> okay, now now to move out of the shady part. <laughs> oh my god, this okay. Shade room's closed. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> I love being no holds barred. Anyway, so um, so for those people who are new to new fans of Benji or for new fans of me, so what are the Glam Awards? Like, I know what they are, but just explain it to the audience. Yeah, that's a great question. So the Glam Awards are New York City's Nightlife Awards. It's This is the 25th annual. So for 25 years, this, they've been organized, uh, they've been re representing and, um, basically acknowledging the NYC nightlife and especially in queer culture and LGBTQ plus culture. So it's, um, they have entertainers, they have performers like me, musicians, um, comedians, I believe, um, uh, like kind of like burlesque, mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, best like drag brunch, um, best, uh, video, which I was nominated for last year. So it's, Pretty much like everything and anything NYC nightlife, especially with queer culture. And it's been around for 25 years. So a lot of the queens from RuPaul Drag Race, like Bianca Del Rio, I think she's one of the top um, award-winning uh, people. So um, yeah, so I'm sure there's familiar faces you would know or the, your audience would know. Um, and this year, yeah, and this year Peppermint is hosting. Oh, work. Yeah. See, I, lo I love Peppermint. And I love the fact that Peppermint has stayed in New York. I'm like... 
Oh God. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, I... <laughs> well, no, well, no. Benji said the shade room's closed for now. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, Listen, I will say this. I'm glad that she hasn't moved out to L.A. Because L.A. is for some people. Not for me. <laughs> I mean, I would try out L.A., but I can't. I don't know how to drive. So I feel like I need to drive to be there. No, stay in New York. Stay in New yeah, York. Yeah, like, I mean, New York is just more my vibe. And also, it's like... Here's the thing. Like, granted, I know you're from San Diego, but like you've adapted to the East Coast so much that like... There are different vibes on the East Coast versus the West Coast, and like the way people interact with you, and it's like that's why like the few people I've liked from the West Coast are are people that I could definitely see thriving in the East Coast, hmm. or people who are originally from like Miami or like um, North Carolina, where it's like. They've been on this coast before, so it's like even though they're out in LA, they're different than like people who are like born and raised in LA. I'm not. I'm not saying everybody's fake, but I've met. I've definitely met some fake people from LA. Mm. Like, interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've I've heard that. I mean, I, the people I've met have been really amazing, but I I don't know everyone there, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I grew up in like Oakland and San Leandro, uh, uh, California, I just, I think it made sense for me to go somewhere totally different so I could kind of be myself. So I get what you're saying about it's interesting when you kind of get out of your comfort zone and you kind of have to travel to become who you are. And that always right. creates an interesting dynamic because you have like the West Coast with the East Coast and vice versa, or north, South and North. So. Yeah. And yeah, and it's like the reason why, like, so as I said, if I could do the West Coast, I would do Seattle. I can't afford it. So it's like, for me, it's like, as I was saying with Detroit, it's like literally, first of all, when people say Detroit, first of all, the one thing that they always say is, you're going to, I've heard you're going to get shot. And I'm like, I'm like, seriously, it is 2024. Do you realize that you can get shot anywhere now? Thank you. Like, Thank you. Like, and it's like, first of all, one thing that I want to point out, just the fact that I want to state, Detroit has the 11th largest music scene in the world. Right. Which, and like, people don't understand it. It's like, well, you know this. Um, Detroit, Motown, like Motown's literally formed from there um eight mile eminem like there's so much shit that like people don't forget came from detroit so it's like get into the like vibes detroit is amazing yeah it's such a music city and yeah everything uh, like there's like techno scene like house music scene like it's crazy yeah work so what was it like for you to hear that you were nominated for the glam awards again this year I was actually shook. I was so surprised because, especially for this category, because this year I'm nominated for Best Male Performer, and I was not expecting that at all. Because to me, that's what I do. I'm a performer. I'm a musician. Yeah. So to be nominated for something that is like the core of who I am is like the most is the ultimate compliment. So I was I was definitely surprised, and it came in at like eleven at night on like a Tuesday or something. So I was just like working out and then I got a notification. And I'm like, Oh, what is this? And it, 
was like the announcement and i'm like oh my god yeah that's yeah. got to be like so exciting so i did get the exclusive on this last year so i'm going to ask you again so who are you wearing this year this year yes you got the exclusive last year and you're going to get the exclusive again so i am wearing timothy westbrook who is a designer i wore last year yeah and we are creating a totally new look totally different different color scheme but it's an honor to work with him again and then he'll actually be a guest so he'll be coming with me to the glam awards this year oh work yes so i mean okay and then the, another question i have about that is like so do you know who's going to be performing this year because like i know last year kevin avion's performs like yeah that was epic so kevin we didn't know that wasn't he wasn't on the oh bubble. yeah so there might be surprise. like a surprise there could be a surprise i feel like there might be because last year he was not in the bill and then kevin just came out of nowhere this the country and it was like everyone went crazy um so this year there are performers uh you know they try to have a balance of new york city nightlife people that are nominated so yeah. there's like that kind of, those people with some drag queens and they'll a performer vocalist but you'll never know we may have a surprise visit yeah that's it's always amazing to like have a surprise and especially because like as i always pointed out like for those of us who like knew kevin aviance before beyonce because like that's the thing like kevin is amazing and like it's somebody like if i ever go to new york that's one person i want to like well if i ever go to new york again mm -hmm. which i don't know I'm, i want to travel this year as i say i feel like being in detroit will make it easier to travel because like I don't know much about flying, but I feel like it's probably more expensive to fly out of certain places than it is to fly out. Cause like Florida's like far away from everything. So like, mm. Mm. whereas like if I want to go to Seattle, Detroit's like, or like New York or like Boston, you're like all in kind of like a similar area. Right. Right. So hopefully. Yeah, no, it, it's, you could travel and I mean, there's so many iconic in New York, like you said in the beginning, like there's yeah. so many performers and artists that live in New York as if it's nothing. They're like, yeah, I'm just a normal person here. So, I mean, I've seen definitely seen celebrities in New York just on the street. Yeah. But then, but then there's like these icons, like, you know, like Amanda Lepore, Kevin Aviance, like Joey Arias, who are like just living here and performing. Yeah. And the thing is like, it's granted i mean like when queer people see them it's like especially when they're all like done up they probably get like a lot of attention right i i, I do know that because like that's the thing like i actually a few months ago i went down to fort lauderdale and like i have been i've been so used to doing this in my house that i forgot how people react to me when i'm like out in public right and and it was like people were like yes girl work and i'm like because i was down on like wilton manners and i'm like i'm like oh yeah that's right this is what it's like for me i forgot i can't go anywhere unnoticed yeah well so that and i'm fucking six foot three so it's like <laughs> i keep forgetting that, that yeah really, really I'm, yeah I'm a, I'm a tall bitch yeah so it's like <laughs> right i always that's forget what, that about you you're like you're yeah. tall 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 
but yeah, like, but yeah, to your point, it is interesting how even in New York, you walk down the street and people will stare, but it's not like in other places. Like I went, I went to Italy in, um, oh, what was that? October for a wedding. And literally people oh, yeah. were staring. Like I was like done up, you know, like even less than this. And yeah, like, but I've heard that it's because some of the, t- I was in a small town and everyone apparently knows each other. So if you're not from there, it's obvious yeah. you're from there. But I was like literally being stared at and I'm like, wow, I'm not used to this. Cause like in New York, I'll do the same outfit and people don't look twice. Um, but then there's still places where like at a restaurant where it's more intimate setting where people will stare. So it's like, I know what you mean. Like it, it's so interesting how different places, like how they react to like people like us. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, it's like, it's like you want that. Cause it's like, you have to sit there. Like, even if granted, I wasn't in a bad mood that night, but even if I wasn't in a bad mood, you have to like sit in your hotel room and be like, okay, bitch, you gotta like center yourself. You gotta realize that you, you people are gonna approach you. People are gonna want to like hug with you and everything. And it's like you just gotta you gotta be ready for that and like right. be fine. But it's awesome. Like that. Okay, I will say this. Like as much as I hate Florida, Fort Lauderdale is like one place that I actually kind of like because it's like I now know performers. So like, oh cool. I go out. To, I go out to see people. But so it's like I don't entirely hate Florida. I just hate Florida overall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially yeah. because everyone's like why i'm like because this year it was christmas day and it was raining and it was like it was like 80 degrees outside yeah what that's lucky how is that lucky 80 degrees you want it to feel like it's summer in the middle of december benji okay that's a good point i never thought of it that way <laughs> but that's the thing like um, I do. I want to feel snow. <laughs> okay, that, then that makes that, sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's why somebody's like, I love South Florida. I'm like, I've lived here my whole life, almost, except for like four years I lived in Orlando. Like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, what made you, or like, how did you get approached to record Body on Me? Yes, Body on Me. So, I love Twitch. I think we talked about this last time. Like I love Twitch and this producer and DJ on Twitch, I was a huge fan of. And he just was like one of these like Twitch DJ people that are just sweet. Like he'll comment in the chat and just like be welcoming. So we just became friends. And we had a lot of mutual friends on Twitch and other DJs and musicians. And um, about two summers ago, he posted like a, just the audio on his, instagram and i commented and i was like this is fire this is so so good and he actually messaged me back and was like hey do you want to record on it and i'm like really and he's like yeah so he sent me the track and that's how it all started but it was totally different I get this, the ending result sounds totally different um in terms of the sound like the the production than the original work yeah so okay so when you do a collaboration with an artist such as like um slick control are you coming up with a title of the song that they have or are they giving you a title of the song and you're just writing lyrics to it so yeah so slick control 
it's interesting because that is really me and my collaborator Melissa F. Clark and a few other amazing artists like Chico Cassidy. And for that, I have I would say I'm I, usually we're the ones that write the title. So like the songs that I did, I wrote those titles or I collaborated with Melissa. But the songs that I'm putting out, when I collaborate with people that are like DJs or producers, sometimes they actually have the idea of the song they want. And um, so like Body On Me, that was my idea for the title. Um, but a lot of my songs, like I'm That Bitch Bitch, that one, the producer, like Joe Ventura from Big Speaker of Music was like, I want you to make a song called I'm That Bitch Bitch. And like, he let me do what I want, but he's like, that's the title. And I'm like, okay, I'm that bitch, bitch. Um, or what's another example? Um, well, love is love was my idea, even though everyone, that's a common word, uh, phrase. So yeah, it depends. But I would say if the artist that I'm working with has an idea, I usually go with that because I, since I'm going to be songwriting, I kind of want to amplify what they, their intention of is. Um, just to like make them part of the process work. So is there any plan for you to come out with either an EP or an album this year? Oh my God. Yes. You write, you ask the hard hitting questions. Um, yes. That's a big, big goal of mine this year, because I, as you know, I've been putting out a lot of singles and a lot yes. of one-off songs, which I love doing actually. Um, and I didn't think I would love that, but my goal this year is to be working on an album. I already am working on one. It's just a matter of the collaborators and the right final touches. So hopefully it'll come out this year. If it doesn't come out this year, it will be out early next year, but it's definitely in the works. Okay. So as I was telling Benji off camera, I'm going to say this now. I've kind of, this is the album I've been teasing since like November of last year. So it's like, so I have written, I will say it's not like, so in total, so it's like, I've, I like, it's basically been like a collaborate or it's been like a um, combination of songs that I've written over my, like over the um, past almost 10 years now. And like, wow. it's, it's my, um, it's basically my life story. And like, the reason I haven't put out an album at all is because like I wasn't ready to talk and like, mm. I'm now ready to talk. So mm. I do have a title of an album. I'm going to call it confessions of a transvestite. I'm hopefully coming out with it as a saying. I, if I can move out of Florida by June, I'd like to like release it by like August. We'll see what happens. Ooh. So it's like, because I figure, like, I've theoretically done the expensive, I've done, well, actually, you might know more about this. I've theoretically done the expensive part, which is, at least in my eyes, which is producing the beats and writing the songs. Mm -hmm. That's usually, I'm right about that, right? That's usually the expensive part of recording. Like the money aspect? Yes. Yeah, because you have, like, the studio and... Well, no, the studio uh, studio I haven't done yet. Studio I know is mm. going to cost me. So I figure if I have to only do get a vocal producer, studio time, and have someone master the album, 
I theoretically think that's not going to cost me as much as I believe it's going to cost me. Mm -hmm. And also, I feel like doing it in Detroit is going to be even cheaper than what it would be if I was doing research on doing it in Florida. Mm, interesting, yeah. So, as I said, I was I started like I theoretically finished the album in November, and then about two weeks ago, I'm like. I wrote one more song and I'm like, it has to go on the album. And it's like, for me, it's this, it's, it's a song I wrote called I'm sorry, which is essentially basically me apologizing to my fans and my family and myself that like, I almost, Wow, I'm gonna get a little emotional talking about this, but yeah, it's like so the um so I say the album's hard because it's like I wish this was like a completely fun album. It's a fun sounding album, but for me, this is like kind of like my chromatica where it's like I talk about like being raped, being sexually assaulted, um being suicidal, being locked up in a mental institution when I came out, like all of this shit that like I had to put and then on I'm sorry it's basically like I say to the people I'm sorry for almost like killing myself like wow but <clears throat> it's I needed to do it that's why I say like hopefully the next album I do is fun but this is like this is an album I wanted to make this is an album I needed to make if that mm -hmm. makes any sense mm -hmm. yes yeah wow thank you i'm number one thank you for sharing that yeah um and that's why music is a beautiful thing because it allows us to go in those places exactly you know and and be honest and real and let that come out and it's like my feeling is going back to the um thing that i said about musicians who at least in my view, aren't that talented. It's like, if you're not willing to go there and all you're willing to put out is, I'm not talking about Onyx when I'm saying this, I'm talking about another artist, but it's like, but all you're putting out is you're a rapper that's only putting out like sex jams and like, that's all you do and that's your whole career and that's all you spit. It's like, but how can anyone connect to you as an artist? if you're not willing to be vulnerable with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's kind of why with same with, in terms of you telling your story and yeah. my album is like, I feel like I love creating one-off stories. Cause like a song is essentially a story of a moment or a time, right. or, you know, but like in order to share a piece of you, you kind of need a few songs and like a, ways to express yourself through them. And you could do that in one song and talk about an experience, but you kind of want to give the people that listen, like the whole, the whole of you. And, this, and that's not, you know, people think, Oh, I can just do one song and that's it. And it's like, no, you kind of, it's okay to have more than one and it's okay to have different moments in their life because no one's one thing. So I hear what you're saying. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, and like, we all love those like fun, like sex, like, you know, fun, poppy. Yeah. Stuff. And I'm, 
And for the record, I'm not saying that you can't have those. I'm saying right. you have to have you have to have a mix of everything because it's like if you just make that. I mean, think about it. That's why I would say I'm just going to use an example of rappers. That's why people, a lot of people, love Nicki Minaj more than they love Cardi B because of the fact of like not only does Nicki go in the studio and like write her own lyrics, but it's like she's willing to be vulnerable, but at the same time also willing to do sexual songs, like have the ebbs and flows where it's like Cardi is just spitting whatever the fuck somebody handed her. And I'm like, for me, I don't know as a songwriter, you might feel this way. So it's like, I appreciate songwriters more. Cause it's like, at least in my view, if you're just like a singer, you're just like a rapper, you're getting handed music, you're basically telling somebody, okay, I need you to tell me what I'm feeling in this moment. Yeah, I mean, I feel my my opinions changed a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I, I felt like I would never sing someone else's song. Like I wouldn't even do a cover. I wouldn't do, if someone gave me a track to sing, I wouldn't do it because I was like, this is not me. However, one thing I've changed on is sometimes another artist, like a songwriter, can yeah. say like, I have a song that I feel like fits you and you're going to put your own spin on it and make it yours. So I think if, in that case, I'm okay with if somebody is seeing someone else's track, like I'm doing actually upcoming something that's like that, where it's not my lyrics or my production, but it's the words and I'm interpreting it my way. Right. Um, but I feel like an artist shouldn't just, I mean, ideally you could write and maybe have a mixture of that, like would be ideal for me. Because you also, if you do, if you just do that, you're not getting out what's really inside of you. Like to your point, you're kind of yeah. doing other other people's emotions and feelings. And I know some singers that say like they love, they don't like. I don't even know any song singer that would want to not write a song because like you kind of want to put yourself in a song. But right. you know, there's some singers um, that don't mind doing a lot of songs that aren't written by them. But you know, I think it's I, I kind of changed over time because I feel like sometimes you can kind of like an actor, like put that mindset yeah. in to your own um, life experience. But, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, like, well, to that point, it's not like if somebody, if somebody were to like hand me a song and like, I were honestly feeling it, it's um fine. My thing is if somebody's goal were to like hand me a song and their goal was, okay, let's do this and we can work on this to be like a TikTok challenge. Oh. That is something that is something I am not for. It's like, yes, I, it drives me crazy when it's like, I can tell it's like, let's just do this TikTok dance. I'm like, or like when artists say like, come on guys, let's get this song up to like 50,000 streams on Spotify. It's like, if that's what your goal is getting into the music, then you don't give a fuck about the music. You're just putting it out. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, granted, like I would say I'm, I'm guilty of like the consumerism and just viewing those like fun songs too. But I'm like, it's like when I see artists do that to me, it's like, this is your art. You're supposed to like, 
be so invested in your art that like and this is like people who aren't artists won't understand what I'm about to say it's like you almost as I say especially like going back to my album it's like music is the one thing that saved my life but it's also the one thing that almost killed me so it's like so it's like if you don't have that kind of relationship with music it's like then I guess you're never going to be able to um, at least in my view, truly be an artist, like mm -hmm. truly be like a deep artist that people like connect to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, that's something I struggled with this year and I had to finally say, I am an artist. Like I had to just say yeah. it out loud because I think, there was like pressure because like yeah with TikTok and instagram and reels is like this pressure to be like a certain like kind of like machine of like you know publicizing yourself and and i do that definitely and i'm sure you've i know you've seen my posts and stuff of course yeah. but like i was like at a certain point I'm like i'm an artist i'm not gonna sell myself short and do something stupid if i don't feel you know i could do something funny and cute but it has to be from the right place I, I mean, if someone told me you have to do this kind of song to hit this kind of market, I mean, that's not me. I just, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. You know, um, it would have to be something where I felt part of the piece. And, um, right. I think, you know, some of these, yeah, some of these songs are just like a TikTok. I'm just like, really? Um, but it's hard. It's a, it's a really hard thing for me because I think music, sometimes I'm like, even if it is something quote unquote stupid or commercial or whatever, right. if, it, if it helps someone, in a time of need, I'm also like, you know what? I'm not gonna be so harsh on it. Like, just like Real Housewives, I don't, I don't watch the show, but I watch uh, clips on YouTube, <laughs> right? And I'm like, this is so bad. Like, this is why am I watching it? But I'm also like, this also helped me escape from like a really dark time. So, it's hard for me with music. Sometimes I'm like on the fence with some of these stuff. I'm like, uh, I don't love it, but it's bringing people a lot of joy. And why is that joy coming? What's what's the ingredient that makes people feel a certain way? Well, it's also the thing of okay, and I don't, I don't know this. You're not under a management team, right? Correct. Okay, so you're like a completely independent artist. So it's like right. that's why I, I would, I say this now. I'm, I might change my mind, and like all of a sudden, you're going to see me under a management team. But it's like huh. for me now, it's like if a manager were to like approach me and it's like, Oh, what are we going to do to do like a TikTok challenge on this song? Like, especially like this album coming up, they said like, what are we doing? I'm, I'm going to be like, here's what we're going to do. Go fuck yourself. That's right. the, that's the TikTok challenge. Like, and some people are like, that's harsh. I'm like, I'm like, not, it's like, this is my life story. This isn't like some like, Shit and like, listen, TikTok, TikTok will fucking censor you. Like, I literally posted on like, um, so one of the songs on my album is called "Rape" because it's mm. talked about like, um, obviously being raped, and it's like, mm. when I put it on TikTok, TikTok muted the sound. Really? Mm hmm. They muted the sound on my own on my own fucking song because I violated guidelines. I'm like. It's like it's 
luckily the video is up on Instagram, so like it will continue to live there. But it's like it's like seriously, it's like I understand like if this was like they say it's a sensitive topic, but I don't know. I'm not. Some people may say I'm an insensitive artist, but like that's definitely going to come. So. One of I haven't said this publicly yet. So one of the um <laughs> one of my videos is for my song Confession and it's like it's sort of like life in if I can have the money for this. Like <laughs> that that's that's why I look at my ideas. I'm like, bitch, do you think like you're you're signed to like Interscope <laughs> when I like look at my ideas? So it's like anyway, so it's like it's like I'm in this like what it starts out and it's for my song confession is I start out in like this black wig, like completely like white, white makeup and like no sunglasses, no, like hardly any makeup besides like the white. And I started a mental institution and then like, then it like shoots off to a church and I'm with two backup dancers and I'm like making out with them in a church. And then like, we're just like, dancing and then at one point one of them like bends me over the kneeler and like fucks me in the church and like like simulates fucking me and then like towards the end they like pour like gasoline in the church and we set the church on fire and we're dancing in the parking lot and like oh, that's wow. how it ends. <laughs> you're like this is not tiktok worthy <laughs> this is <laughs> actually maybe that is <laughs> see this is my thing it's like this is art like so people right. are like, are you are you just doing it to be shocking? I'm like, no. Essentially, this is my life story. Like literally, on some of the lyrics, like when I came out as bisexual, I literally say, "When I came out as bi, you told me bury homo feelings inside. Said I need to find a woman to hitch. Don't even matter if I'm attracted to the bitch. Like literally, that's it's it wasn't it wasn't told to me that harshly, but it's like basically that's what they meant. Like, right. They're like, just go with a woman. It doesn't matter if you're attracted to guys. Like, and I'm like, you all are trying to like make me diminish who I am. And it's like, fuck. Why would I not want to be who I am? That's why, like, when especially when they hear this album, people are like, when we see the wigs and all this, I'm like, listen, my drag is a way for me to like visually get you in but it's like once i actually sit down and i fucking sing that's what i want you to hear it's like some people say it's a marketing ploy i'm like that's the thing i can't stand when people just like say or like when i have the song rape if they're say like why are you putting this on your album are you just doing this for attention it's like no i have to tell my story that's yeah. why i'm doing it right well yeah people don't understand that like if we weren't, we're performers and we're musicians. Yeah. So it's like, that's my job is to like tell my story. And that's what I do. Just like a book, an author writes a book, you know, it's like, this is my story. And people always love to point fingers and say, oh, you're doing too much. Or you're like, why don't you just talk about nice things? And it's like, no, I'm an artist. I'm going to tell you the whole part of me. And sometimes it's going to be dark. And you know what? It doesn't mean I'm going to, do that right now but maybe at one point i had a thought or maybe I had a, something happened to me so you know there's that and then also the look is like that's also part of your artwork that's part mm -hmm. of what Absolutely. you're doing to express yourself and it's, and even if it is 
to experiment like like even with me like i don't i'm always changing i'm always doing different looks and all that it's not like i'm like doing that on purpose it's like i'm doing that because i'm changing it up switching it up i want to experiment i want to try things out it, and i said i have to it's not because i'm like i want to shock people it's like no i actually just want to try this new look i want to wear a dress i want to wear heels you know and so you know what i'm saying so yes. it's like people need to just calm down like this is just us like living our life yeah and it's also like the thing of it's like in terms of like me constantly changing my hair my hair to like every time you see me what am i like like two of my greatest idols do it all the time which is um lady gaga and mm -hmm. Cher. yeah Cher's yeah. like the person who's like notoriously wears like 15 different outfits and wigs like in her show and it's like it's amazing by the way if since Cher will never stop going on tour <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to see her it is amazing to see her like wow i remember i saw her in 2014 i like convinced my dad to like get me floor seats for my birthday Ooh. so like yeah it was it is amazing seeing Cher. really <laughs> yeah i need to see her yeah wow so speaking of gay idols this will transition me to my next question so how fun was it for you to do a madonna set on her birthday and to record madonna oh my god the madonna worship party was amazing so it was an interesting challenge because like i said earlier i don't really do covers and if i do a cover it has to meet, mean something deeply to me and basically i was asked by dj chauncey who does the party he's like would you be willing to be a performer um at our madonna worship party which is at this venue which is a really popular venue called three dollar bill so i knew there'd be a lot of people yes um and I was like, okay, let's do it. And so my hair guy, Johnny, actually helped me pick the songs because I love Madonna and I have so much more love and respect for her after doing her songs. Um, but yeah. I didn't really know what to do. And so he chose a medley of four tracks. And uh, so we did um, Open With Express Yourself, just one line. Yes. Then we did Open Your Heart, which was mm -hmm. the most fun part for me. And then we did uh, she, um, Bang Bang, I think it is. Revolver. No. Revolver, thank you. Look at you know yep. better than I do. Revolver, that's right. <laughs> Revolver, and then we did She's Not Me, which was really fun also. So what I will say is open your heart. So I was trying to do the dance moves and sing. That is hard. Like to do the dance moves, and I did the stuff that she did on the tour, I think, Blonde Ambition tour. So I actually looked at her tours to yeah. do the choreography. Um, I think, was it? Maybe it was, who's like, I don't know. It was one of her early tours. So when I was doing it, I'm like, wow, this is hard work. Like, this is not easy to do dancing. I mean, we already know that's hard to do dancing and singing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious, but it really is no joke. And um, so doing the Open Your Heart was really fun, but also challenging to keep my breath pace going because i'm like wow i'm like on a chair and trying to like do flips on the chair and stuff I'm like, oh. but it was really fun it was really fun and the crowd was amazing because everyone there loves madonna so it was basically a yeah. tribute show so the uh, support was incredible people were cheering people afterwards just taking pictures and then i became like that night i felt like madonna and i just started dancing like her in the crowd and like having a different attitude so it was really fun 
See, my thing is like obviously I have been more familiar with covers, but it's like when I do stuff, it's like for me, honestly, it all depends on like what I what space I'm in. And that's probably why I want to move to Detroit to see like if I can do it differently. Cause it's like I've never been able to do my music in a queer space. Mm. And that's one thing that I would love to do because it's like some of my biggest fans are queer so it's not like stuff and people are like we want you to do more music and like this is my thing i'm like listen i have the music but it's like again as beji knows like being busy is not the thing it's not the easiest like necessarily do stuff that you want to do well that's about to say it's I'm going to have to find the balance of, like, doing everything. That's why, like, uh, my best friend Sean interviewed me on here a few months ago. And, like, that I will admit, that was a little bit nerve-wracking. Because, like, to be interviewed on my own podcast is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, he's like, do you want to know what questions? You, I, I'm I'm going to ask you. I'm like, no. I'm like, don't tell me anything. It's like, but I also, I'm like, I'm like, he's known me for 15 years. And I'm like well, what the fuck is this just going to pull out? And like, <laughs> ask me. <laughs> but it was great. And one of his questions was like, so when you move to Detroit, are you going to focus on one or the other? And I'm like, on this podcast or music. And I'm like, my thing is, why can't I do both? Like, Thank you. It's like, this is the thing. And I, I think this, I don't know if I've had this conversation with you. I've had this conversation with a few artists. It's like, the, we are no longer in the 90s. Like, you can no longer just be one thing. Thank you. Yeah, no, hello. This is why, as you know, I did the House of Benji. Is like, yeah, we do so much. We, we, and we kind of have to, we have no choice. Um, and I think nowadays, artists, I mean, they, I think artists always were involved in a lot of aspects, but now yeah. I think with social media, and with like videos and like YouTube and Twitch, it's like you kind of have to do everything. It's it's because of it's because of everyone wants to know like why is it? I'm like, it started in the early 2000s with reality TV. Thank you. Now, I will say this: I love reality TV, but there are some shows where I've pointed out I'm like, we've officially the downfall of society is coming soon like <laughs> right it's, it's, true. it's like there is a show like this was the thing back when benji and i were kids a and e used to be an educational network oh my god i forgot and like yeah it's like now there's literally a show and i saw this one time where is that work there is a show where people argue with parking attendants who give them parking tickets on their cars. This is a literal fucking show. What? Yes, this is a this is a show with more than one episode. Wow. <laughs> and there's a that. yeah, and there's another show where people are literally it's basically like their story of getting their cars out of an impound lot. I'm like, "What the fuck are people watching?" Like, wow. Like I'm like, "This shit is so stupid. Why the <laughs> I'm like, I want to know what asshole like executive literally said, like, I want to do a show where people go talk about like parking wrong and their parking attendants and they're yelling at parking tents. Wow. Somebody's like, that's a good idea. Let's put that on TV. I'd be like, 
you're trying to uh, you're trying to like approach this as a fucking show like <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow, i did not realize that was a show <laughs> yes it's it's a it's a show called parking wars <laughs> Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I am done. Society is over. Nice exactly. Me. It's like... I'm like... I'm like... Yes, exactly. Society is over. Yeah, bye. Nice knowing life. So, okay. So what is one thing that you still want to do in your career that you haven't done yet? Ooh. Um, okay. So one thing is definitely to tour and perform more often, especially in Europe. Uh, I feel that that's something, I think that's my next kind of besides the album and everything is I really right. want to like perform and tour and like get to meet the world through my music and, you know, and I love New York and I really, this is my home. So I feel right. like this, I always love performing here, but I think, to bring it outwards is like an, a, something I'm really excited to do and to like put on a whole show with costumes and, you know, they could, again, back to the artistry of like, what yeah. I want, what I want to communicate with this music and as a person and what I want to put in the world. So I think that's something I haven't done yet really besides I, I did, I finally toured and um, performed in DC in Washington, Washington DC in December. Yeah. And that was so much fun. So I'm definitely looking forward to like, performing more around uh yeah see my thing is <laughs> i'm gonna be long-winded with this answer because i have more yeah. than one <laughs> yeah. so okay so one thing is and i actually know the creator of this show so i could theoretically do it but like so there's this show called go go for the gold oh it was on two seasons it was on out tv there's unfortunately not going to be a third season the creator of the show told me why off camera. I'm not allowed oh. to say. Oh, but it, but it's like if if there were like a third season of the show, and he was he was talking about on camera, like thinking about switching hosts. I'd be like, "Hi, hi, Prince Electra uh, Diamond here. I'd love to host. Ooh, <laughs> I could host a show. Ooh. Yeah, it would be great. So that would definitely be like." one of the things another thing would be to finally get a sponsor for this so Ooh. i could theoretically um get a studio and mm. like interview people in person because as much as like the at home thing is awesome it's cool to like be able to interview people from all over it's like i miss i i i love that the pandemic created a, a um sphere where this can happen mm. But I also miss the thing of theoretically being able to like hug a guest when they come in the studio Aww. and be like, "Hi, babe." I I Aww. know. I do. I, do, I miss I it. <laughs> it's like I know. Like, I know. Hi, baby. Yeah, I know. Like that's, and it's also it's like granted people feel like more safe in their house, but it's like there's also the thing of like. Literally, as we discussed about last time, if radio wasn't a dying medium, I would try and go into that, but it is. But, like, one of my, like, interviewing idols is the great, like, Howard Stern. And it's, yes. like, there's just so many, um, 
Uh, great people. Wendy Williams. I, I love Wendy Williams, no matter how problematic she is. Like, yes. 100%. <laughs> but it's like, her. I love that. And it's like, especially, I would love to do satellite because it's like the thing of, you can't put me on traditional FM radio. I will get myself. <laughs> they have like what's called the um dump button that they're literally will be pressing it like every three seconds because <laughs> <laughs> right because especially well this is the thing like i've interviewed a lot of only fans content creators porn mm. stars and i had somebody ask they're like so what am i allowed to say on here i'm like you can pretty much say what you want they're like i'm afraid of I'm, I'm like i'm like don't bring up like murder but like other than that right. i think you could pretty much say anything <laughs> right <laughs> Because I haven't gotten in trouble yet. I will get I'll probably will get banned one of these days. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. But that would be, as I said, this album and music videos. And if I can tour. Mm -hmm. If I because the thing that you probably know about tour is like, especially being an independent artist. This is the one thing I'm going to ask you. Are you willing to um, theoretically go broke? Right. Because that... <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah, no, of course I don't want to, but I think that's why I kind of want to start slow with the touring yeah. stuff because I don't think I could do it 100% at this time. Like, I kind of want to start slow, but I know that the road is the worst because it's like you have to sleep from city to city and like you're in crappy hotels and like I don't drive. So I'm really effed because that means I need someone to take me around, which takes money. So, um, yeah, that part of it has not been planned yet. So thank yeah. you for reminding me that it is expensive. And I remember, yeah, like so many artists are like go under, like bankrupt, like yeah, broke. And and the, with the hope of making the money back, but it's like you kind of, yeah, it, it's kind of scary. That's what that's what Gaga did on the right. um, on the Monster Ball. She like literally, um, she said on the like very first show, the um theater show. She's like, I think her accountant discussed with her. She's like, you will be broke if you keep this, keep doing this show. And she's like, listen, keep me on the road. I'll make the money back. Right. And she did, but I'm like, that that's ballsy. Like, yeah. I would be the person. So theoretically, if I ever like have like a cash flow of that, my best friend's gonna be in charge of my money, which is mm -hmm. like he's gonna have to sit there and be like the person who's like, Why are you spending all this money on clothes? I'm like, I'm like, I need those shoes. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. I need that I need that wig. My thing, right? My thing is like, because especially because, as I said, I'm living at home. It's like all of my stuffs in storage bins, and like the storage bins just keep on getting higher and higher. So it's like oh I need god. to stop buying wigs. Oh my god, wigs are expensive. Uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go with that. Yeah, wigs are very expensive. <laughs> my hair is not cheap at all. Um, yeah, the hair is expensive. No, no I'll tell you this. Okay, super cute. This wig. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I spent 15 bucks on this wig. What? Do you like have a something with the owner? Like my thing is, so what I do is I found this um app called um Light in the Box. Not not sponsored. God, I wish. Sponsor. Okay. 
No, not sponsored. God, I Uh-oh. wish. God, I wish. Let's make it happen. I wish. The only thing was these glasses, these glasses did come from a brand deal. I will admit that. Oh, okay. So, like, that's why I changed up. I still wear the um, traditional black Bray bands when I perform because those were my mom's. And, like, Aww. it's like, because she never lived to see me be a performer. It's like a chance to, like, take her energy with me on stage every time I perform. And plus, like, especially I look so much like my mom that, like, it's almost like looking at a reflection. Oh. So, yeah, when a, when, a, when a brand did reach out to me, they're like, like, all you have to pay for is shipping. They gave me, like, they gave me a chance to, like, buy three pairs of glasses for, like, $36. And I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, okay. Wow. They're like a $250 deal for $36. I'm like, yeah, I'll take oh, that. Okay. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, let's put that in the air. Anyone, any wig owners? Yes. Glasses people like right here. Yeah. Diamond, please reach out right now. Yeah. Like now. Exactly. And like, mm-hmm. I love, yeah, because I would love that. It's like, Because my thing is, like, I was just having this conversation with somebody when they're talking about like human hair wigs. I'm like, I'm like, especially with drag queens. I love drag queens, love my drag sisters out there. But it's like, let's get real. Most of y'all are wearing fake boobs and fake asses, and all of a sudden your hair is the thing that needs to be fucking real. Like, seriously? Oh my God. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> That's actually I never thought of it that. <laughs> Sorry, I just now have a moment. I can either reflect on that because that's yeah, the hair is always like real hair, and then they have yeah, it's like you need it's you need real hill hair again. Like again, you're wearing fake boobs and fake asses again. Not me, body positive. I I love my ass. Some people are, some people some somebody tried to tell me once that I needed to pad. I'm like. I'm like, so let me get this straight. You want my already large ass to be even bigger? None of my drag will fucking fit if I do that. <laughs> oh my god. You're like, it's gonna be too much, but it's like my thing is, yeah. It's, it's like my thing is I'm all good with that. So okay. You wear kind of revealing outfits, so I mean, mm-hmm. I can ask you this: mm-hmm. Has anyone ever inappropriately like touched you when you were performing? Ooh, good one. Um, I've okay for me, actually, not really. I've had people definitely um, be suggestive, like even my show in DC. Like I was performing, and I had like a kilt skirt kind of, and a, like a lingerie yeah. top, and one of the people in the audience like lifted my skirt like while I was performing but it was like an innocent lift I'm just like okay and there's nothing you can't see anything so I have like stockings on but it was just like I was definitely in the moment like oh okay trying to lift up my skirt in the middle of my set um but thankfully I've never been more than that I'm trying to think I think um the one thing that was not okay if someone did was try to try to sing on my mic and I'm like honey yeah, they, I mean, they were trying to harmonize, to be honest with you, because sometimes they will give the mic like to the audience, like, okay, you guys sing along, like, you know, like, yeah, the mic. but this one, 
literally grabbed the mic and starts doing a whole full harmony of my song. And I'm like, part of me is like, at least you're singing my song, but I'm also like set down. And like my friends that were there were all like, oh my God, Benji, that guy was so annoying. Like, how could he? And I'm like, no, he's having fun. Cause I knew he was just having fun. But that was the, in terms of like interactions that went too far, like that was probably the most um, that's ever happened to me. Thank God. <laughs> See, I don't know. My thing would automatically be once I was able to like snatch it back, I'd be like, I'd be the DJ. Stop the music. Ooh. What the fuck do you think you're doing? <gasps> I could. <laughs> that's I how. Would... Oh, that's, I, that's... I want to see. I could totally see you like stopping the show. Pop, being, like, pop, yeah. Popping off. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally do that. Again, if somebody were to like, when I'm doing a drag number, somebody were to steal my tips. It's like, this is another thing. It's like, I get you trying to do it with other queens, but if you're trying to do it with me, I'm fucking holding a microphone, dumbass. Like, you don't think I'm going to call you out? <laughs> like, right. I have no problem at all. Like, oh, being man. like, saying that. But it's like, the only time I've like ever wanted to like physically get violent with somebody. So I was like, just. I was performing at a place and like when I wasn't performing, I was just like sitting among the audience and like some drunk fucking asshole literally is like, I want to see you without your wig. And like off my head. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Stop it. No, I'm yeah. Okay. I'm done. It, and he's he's lucky he didn't get slugged because, or right. he's lucky he didn't get the shoe upside the head. Cause that's what yeah. I felt like doing. Cause it's like, that's that's for me it's like it's not only annoying but it's like now i have to sit in like a mirror and like because i wear center part wigs, i have to figure out where the part is so it's exactly in like the right spot on my head and like wow and like brush it out it's like oh. that's that the only time that that happened in orlando when i was like visiting after i had moved away so it's like wow. but that's that's the only time I was performing at the bar that I used to perform at. So I theoretically probably could have gotten away with it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm like, I'd like breathe, breathe. Yeah. yeah. Violence is not the answer, Gandhi. Like I had to like <laughs> tell myself that is like, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's the only, that's the only times. So it's like, my thing is I haven't performed much since I started wearing bodysuits, and I feel like now you put me in the middle of Detroit. Um, black guys love that I have a fat ass, so it's like mm -hmm. I feel like some motherfuckers are gonna try something, <laughs> and, and maybe and, you'll be into it, and maybe you won't. <laughs> well, that's the thing, it's like that's what I say. It's like any forms of it's like it's like if you're theoretically turned on by the person get this inappropriate touching but it's like theoretically if I want you to fuck me and you slap my ass is that literally is that sexual harassment or is that just uh -huh. play? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah I think it becomes like fun times <laughs> it's like yeah it's like the line is now okay because I like you too yes but you have to get like a clear clear sign that right 
you have that. So it's like, don't just um, do that. I had somebody who's like, I've done two drag queen before. And I was like, I asked, I'm like, would I have a problem if you didn't know? Cause like, this was, this was an awkward thing. So like, I will say um, <laughs> on this podcast, I kind of like, I had a manager approach me at one point who wanted their client to be on here. And they're mm. like, and they're like, what are your requirements to be on the podcast? And I had to come up with a lie because I can't tell the um the manager the real answer is like <laughs> which is like what's the requirement to be on here? It's like most of the time it's I have to want to fuck the guest. But it's like <laughs> but it's like you can't tell that to yeah, a manager. Like <laughs> No, then they're gonna like sexual <laughs> harassment. Yeah, we keep that secret. But it's like that's why, like, I say overall, people like you have some beautiful guests. I'm like thinking, I'm like, yeah, I plan it that way. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at your last few. I'm like, oh, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> like, literally, I was like, oh, who is this? Yes, because again, my thing is like I do the diplomatic thing if like I'm not turned if I'm like this is bad to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Ooh. It's like but but if I'm not like somewhat attracted to the guests and they try or attracted to the person they try to approach me, I try to be like them um, and they're trying to promote a project, it's like it's like, yeah, I'll look into that. Maybe. Knowing that no one no one for damn sure that I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like everyone's like, that's shady. No. That's honest. Cause it's like yeah. it's like granted, somebody's work should speak for themselves, but it's like Yeah, but if you're in the music if you're in the music entertainment industry, part of your aesthetic is your look. Mm -hmm. So, like, especially if I don't feel that your look is going to be something that my audience is going to like, I'm not going to put you on. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, like, entirely think about the audience. When, okay... So actually, I know I'm just running into another question because I just thought of one. So if you felt like passionately about a certain song, but you know that your audience like overall wouldn't like the sound that you're going towards, would you put out the song anyway? Or would you like step back and? Oh, my God. hundred I would still do it 100%. And I think it's important, like as artists, we're going to be influenced different ways, different times. And yes. just back to what we said, it's not doing justice to your audience. If you're only giving them what you think they want. And I actually saw an interview recently with, I think Rick Rubin, um, you know, like the amazing producer yes, and all that. Of course. And he was saying something about that exact thing. He's like, never make music for anyone, make it for you. Like make it a hundred percent for you and how, what you want to hear. Because ultimately, that's what's going to make your music different and special because it's your authentic vision. 
So yeah, I would never, I mean, there's some times where I'm like, I want to have a good dance song. Cause I want my fans and like audience to like dance, yeah. but I'm not going to make it a certain dance song just to fit a box. Like it has to be a dance song that makes sense for, right. also makes sense for the song. Like what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I think you have to kind of, I, I don't feel bad. And I think the audience understands. I think they want an artist who is honest to them and is going to give them new things and surprise them. Or not surprise it. Sometimes it's, you know, some people don't have to change either. So, well, my thing is like when people say, like, this is the hardest thing that, like, and I'm pretty sure you've gotten this question when people say, like, just somebody who's never listened to your music says, describe your music style. Yeah. It's like I call them, I tell them I make what's called electro pop rock and B because I feel like mm. my sound is like, depending on the song it's like it can be a little r&b but it can also mm -hmm. be a little bit pop it can be a little bit rock it can be like it all depends on what i was feeling in that moment and like especially at least for me i'm always going to approach like a more upbeat song that different than i'm going to approach a ballad so like a song of mine that I know you like, which is going to be on my album, is called um, "Don't Touch Me," which is written about, which is written about when I was sexually assaulted. And it's like, oh. so when I like, I'm telling you, this is a sad. Oh, I don't, I know. Like, and then I, oh. I know it's a sad. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, but it's like I'm going to approach that different than I approach in like angrier song, which is like. A song I wrote called um on my album like Why Should I Care, which is written about so I had an ex who like wanted to be in like a mutual open relationship and I like agreed to that and like all of a sudden we were living together and like one day when I went to work he got sucked off by two guys while I was at work. And I'm like, Oh, so we're gonna play this game. So Wow. I did a little bit of revenge. So, like, when he went to work, I got fucked by somebody. Oh. <laughs> and oh, then, like, so tea. Uh -huh. and then, like, as he was breaking up with me, I changed. I changed this lyric for the song because, like, I'm not. I'm not going to say this word. But he's like, "All you ever want is that N word, dick." Ooh. And I'm like. And I say, like, karma's a bitch because, like, after he left me, he got HIV, so. <laughs> oh, my God. This song has yeah. a deep, a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. it's like, that's a little bit more of an upbeat song, and that's like, Like I'll do, I'll just do like a little bit of the chorus. It's like, why should I care what a you don't care? Why should I care what a you don't care? You think I'll always be there? Why should I care what a you don't care? So it's like I had like different that different like approach to it versus like an angrier song. But I do I I this thing I love every song that I wrote on this album. Like there's not like. I like going back to Madonna, who's like for years didn't want to perform like a virgin because she was like, I hate that song. It's not me. And it's like, that's why that this is my message to people. That's why you have to write your own music because it's like, right. That's if true. you don't, when you get handed stuff, you're not going to like it. 
at some point. Right. I do agree with that. I mean, I, if it's up for me, I would write every song on my own, to be honest. Because, like you said, it's your song. You could, like, get that connection to it. Yeah. Um, but also, like, just, I mean, it's hard. Because I'm like, I want to love every song I put out. So if I have to play it every for the rest of my life, as long as I love it. But sometimes it's like you can get tired of songs, even if you love it. So well, well, you re. I I think the secret is you rework it. So like right, right. Even going back to Madonna. So um, you did. I think it was, it was either you did express yourself into Love Is Love, right? Oh yeah, I did Love Is Love. You're right. I did. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Revolver into Love Is Love. You're right. Lo- Revolver into Love and yeah. Love Is Love, and it's like that was like a nice mix. So it's like if you want to like. If you want to like, mm. if you hate the way that your song sounds, maybe you could find like a cover that like kind of fits You're that right. aesthetic. So it's like that changes the song and like flips it on his head. You're right. Although you do have some artists like um, one of my favorite artists ever, Anastasia, who literally mm. just does her songs from she did. Um, she's done "I'm Out of Love" for now. 23 years and it's like she just loves the she does it the exact same way every time it's like she loves it and like wow but again it's like that goes to she wrote it so it's like obviously the only things i don't like that i've written were like songs that i wrote when i was younger because i feel they're like too like bro-y and like straight because i was like in my hetero phase and like that's why i don't i don't love those songs but it's like (laughs) Other than that, when I started making electronic music, that's when I started like really loving my stuff. And yeah, I'll do songs. As I said, I'll do songs from like 10, 15. Well, no, not 10. Um, eight, 10 years ago. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, how hard is it to be in a relationship with you? Oh, wow. Um, sorry. Yeah. It's very hard. I would say so. I think it's just like music is my life. Music right. is my art. So the person would have to be just comfortable with that and and give me that time. Because like you said, we talked about earlier, like we do everything. We do the promotion. Mm-hmm. We do the visual. We, we think of the out, like the, so, you know, everything. So it's like a, they need to understand that like I love them, but I also love music. And right. So that's, it's, I think it's, but I'm easy. Like I, as long as they're easygoing person, I'm like the easiest person. I'm not, I really don't like drama. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't like drama as I'm like starting drama, but I don't <laughs> like drama and I don't like that thing. But if that person gives me drama, then I will definitely give it back to them, Yeah, which is not healthy. So I think it's best that as long as we're on the same page, that music is my passion and needs to be respected, then we're going to be good. Yeah. And of course, I definitely don't like drama at all. Clearly, clearly from this episode, we could tell that. It, I'm just kidding. Um, I love it. I know, right? But Stay it's. Room. But my thing is like, this goes back to like what I say is, people think I'm shady. I I think I'm very opinionated, but I feel like you have to be, yeah. in this industry because like, there's so many as we guys said before. It's like, if all you have is people telling you yes you're going to think that everything you do is amazing. And like, if you were to like approach and approach a label with like one of your songs and they're going to be like, 
all you've had is people telling you yes, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this? We're not gonna pay for this." This yeah. song sounds like this sounds like fucking trash, and everyone's like, "That's not how they are in the music industry." Yes, they are. Yes, absolutely. Hundred yes, percent. Yeah, you so, don't want that's yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. So like, um, I would say, how hard is it to be in a relationship with me? I would say. You have to understand the fact that, like, when we go out, especially like when I go out and drag, I'm just I'm gonna be the center of, I'm gonna be like a little bit of a center of attention. And like, if you're not willing to be with that, you're probably not gonna be good for me. Right. That's a good one. But it's like, as I say, we all you know it. Like, um, when you sign up to like. Be with a musician who does things, especially the way that like Benji and I do things, and we're all like about the makeup and everything. It's like just know that maybe not in New York, but like especially if you're like going on tour with Benji, the way somebody's gonna react to Benji in like DC or like um let's just say like Atlanta is gonna be different than the way that they're gonna react to Benji in New York. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. yeah. So, have you had any plastic surgery, or would you consider doing it? I'm not saying it looks like you have, by the way. You're like, you're like, bitch. You have like little cheekies <laughs> and like a little eye lift and like lippies. So, I know, right? I'm like, do I answer this in terms of not that anything's wrong, but like if I say something, because I thought of the, the Kim Kardashian or someone like. If I say I did anything or didn't do anything in five years, if you ask the same question that I did, or I, it's like you kind of set yourself up for like drama down the line. But I can say that I this is natural, yeah. um, and um, like I've always had high cheekbones because like my dad's yeah. side is Native American and Portuguese, so I have like just my family has. I mean, my mom is Irish and her side has big cheekbones, so I just yeah have big cheekbones everyone always thinks that these are like, like that's like the first thing people are like are those real cheeks i'm like these are my real cheeks sorry um but i'm not against it i think i i actually have my again i keep changing my life like my mind on yeah. things at first i was really against it but now i'm like you know what like as long as you don't overdo it, i think there's a, a line of overdoing it yeah but if you just do touch-ups like I don't I think it's a problem. And I also have no issue if it's someone that's like, you know, going through transition or like trying to become, you know, so I have no right, problem with that. Right, right, right. Um, I think it's just more like, yeah, no judgment, but um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's, I'm, I'm just scared that like it'll go too far if I did it and then it would right. be like unrecognizable. I don't want that. See, my response is always, I'll do stuff when I need it. But it's like, right. Like, this is, but this is the thing. Like, um, so you're in your 30s, right? That's right, baby. We don't tell anyone, yeah. right? <laughs> well, my thing is, like, the thing is, I'm turning 30 this year. So I yeah. mean, like, so it's like, my thing is, when, um, it's, it's if you don't age, like, this is the thing. There's some people who are, like, done, done, done. And it's, like, they started way too early. And it's, like, now they're having to, like, fix it to where, like, 
I feel like um, Benji's approach, and you correct me if I'm wrong about this, is like if you're starting to look too old, that's when you're going to start doing work. And that's when right. you should that's when you should start doing work. It's like because let's just put it this way. Again, we both love Madonna, but let's get real. You remember that phase when she looked like she looked like a fucking alien. Like that's because right. <laughs> um the work was not done right. And it's like you have to think about do you want to go through that crazy phase or do you want to age naturally my thing is like my thing is like shit like in terms of what is it um people say like gray hair it's like it's like i'm a fucking drag queen like hello nobody in like the entertainment industry is seeing my real hair so it's like if i mean granted i haven't gone gray yet i have i have like a few like a little bit but it's like my thing is like if i were to go gray i'm like i don't care like, um, because it's like, I feel, I mean, granted, there are some days where I like get up. This is being in your thirties where it's like you work out and all of a sudden you like feel it in your hips. And I'm like, <laughs> like, fuck, I hate 30. <laughs> I hate being almost 30, but it's like, so, but it's also, it's like, in terms of like, I would say, especially being an entertainer, and I don't know, Benji may disagree with this. I want to drop on stage. Like, Ooh. that's like, if I died on stage, like performing, that to me would be like the greatest thing. Where it's like, oh my god, because that's, that's so, how, yeah, that's how you should want to be. Like, that's like, that's why when people say like, when do you want to stop doing music? I don't know. It's like, when do you want to stop doing this podcast? I don't know. Like. This is my thing. Like when I started out, I didn't, I didn't have a vision. <laughs> like I kind of, especially when I started interviewing people, I just figured I'm like, I'll just dive in the deep end and like, we'll figure out shit as we go. And some people are like, so what's your plan? I'm like, I'm like, I've been doing this a year. I still don't have a plan. <laughs> I'll figure right. it out as I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if I want to die on stage, literally, but, but oh come on, that would think yeah. about it though. Actually, I think it's amazing. I would now that you say it, I also want to die on stage. Um, <laughs> like that would be fun, actually. Actually, would. Yeah. I just don't know, like if all these people are watching you die. Like as long as the fast death and peaceful on stage. Like I don't want to like a thing. That's that's the way. The way I just know that I want to die peacefully. That's my only yeah. ask. Yeah, like I don't care how. I, I, honestly, I, I can die whenever. Just don't kill me with like pain. So if I'm on stage and I'm like have a, I, I don't know how hard tech. Right, is. right, right, right. Yeah. Well, like I'd rather just like if I just pass out on stage and die. Yeah, I mean that's exactly like. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah. I want to definitely do this my whole life. Like this is who I am. So I think that's bottom line. Like. I want to be doing it forever so that when I die, it's like, like it was my life. My thing is like, and for all the people who have ever seen stuff, I don't know if Benji feels this way, but this is how I feel. It's like, if you don't, if it doesn't make sense to you now, 
it'll make sense when I'm gone. Like, mm. you'll look back on everything, it'll be like, oh, yeah. That's why he did that. That's why they did that. That's why this, it's like, that's why, because thinking back to like, you think of, I'm going to say a little bit of, I haven't stopped saying controversial opinions <laughs> this whole podcast. So, like, why am I prefacing this? But it's like, you look at Michael Jackson. Now, is Michael Jackson an amazing talent? Yes. Do I think that Michael Jackson is as amazing as a lot of people have said overall? No, but it's simply because of the fact that like people look at um Thriller, for example, the Thriller album. It's like you listen to a lot of that like production-wise, which Michael Jackson was involved in, a lot of the production is the same. And it's like everyone like praises thrillers like this amazing album. I'm like, I'm like, that drum beat is very similar to one he did on an album four years before this. Like, mm -hmm. it's not it's not that different. So it's like my thing is like granted, a lot of people may say that about my music, they're like you use the same formula, but it's like, yes, but I'm also using different sounds. So that way it's, it's similar. It's like my aesthetic, but it's also different ways of how I want to express myself. And my thing is, especially in like electronic music, some people try and like go so like hard. My, my thing is to go very simple. Mm -hmm. And I think like simplicity and minimalism, there's something beautiful in that. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like you want to do music your way and like that's going to be your legacy is what you leave behind exactly. um you know and that's like yeah i thought about that too in terms of like what is it like when i'm gone what do i want left behind and what i and like even if people don't understand it now it, will they understand it after and i think if you're being true and authentic like people are going to see that and be like, Oh, this was what they were saying. This is what they were trying to do. And um, so that's, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Work. So um, what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol? So basically I would say I'm, I like being sober is my, my go-to. I'm not a person. I don't like being out of control. Right. So I like, if I'm going to do anything, like I, I have a limit just because like, there's all, and I'm I'm assuming maybe you feel this way in terms of like if you always have something to do like if you're always working you always have things to edit like I don't really have time to party because like even mm -hmm. like today it's like I did go out last night actually to a Madonna where the same party I performed at they had like a, a recap because Madonna's back in New York this week yeah um, so then the party and I went out but like I had. I was like, I don't even want to drink because I'm like, I need to be up for the interview. And then after right. the interview, I need to record today. And so it's like, and get ready for tomorrow, of course. So yeah. it's just like, I don't have time to party. So I try not to, but I also realize it's okay and healthy to have breaks and to have fun. So I would say it's like, I, I definitely have fun here and there, but it's like nothing heavy. No, I don't do any heavy drugs just because I don't like to not be in control. And I feel like I'd be too paranoid. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, but like, I think fun is important too. So it's safe, you know, of course he's safety first, everyone be safe. Right. 
Yeah, what about you? See, my my thing is like in terms of my go-to is sober, like in terms of like performing, especially now, because like I had a night where I was getting handed drink after drink after drink after drink. And then I got in my car <gasps> and I had to drive an hour home. Ooh. And I got I was about 45 minutes in and I got pulled over by a cop. <gasps> and luckily my dad came to pick me up, otherwise I got a DUI. But that stopped me from drinking what I was performing. Well, actually, one thing that I'm gonna point out, and like Benji probably knows this. So like alcohol dries out your vocal cords yeah like a lot of people don't realize that it's like so if you're singing alcohol isn't the best thing for you anyway it's better to have like water or green tea yeah so it's like those are my go-tos in terms of drugs the only thing i've abused is legal so it's um Back when, back before I had health insurance, so I have, um, I have bone spurs in the heels of both my feet. Hmm. So, like, before, like, the pain was crazy insane. And, like, before I got on, um, health insurance to, like, subdue the pain, I was taking 18 to 24 ibuprofen a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then once I got on health insurance, I kind of had to like step back and I'm like, it's as I was just explaining to somebody, it was so, it was so hard. Cause like you stop taking as many and then like, but I was still taking it every day. And like, that probably was like, I say probably about to like three, four months ago where I'm like, I'm like, you can't wake up and after you work out, like, take ibuprofen just because, like, you're in pain. Like, you have to learn how to, like, fucking deal with it. And right, I did, but that was, yeah, that was gone. How long did it take me? It took me, like, to totally, like, quit doing it every day. It took me a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that's why, like, I look at that and I'm like, I don't have an addictive personality because, like, if I had, like, a completely addictive personality, I wouldn't be able to stop. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so if I were to do everything, this is my thing on drugs, and you probably know this. I would be afraid to take everything because especially nowadays, unless you test it, you don't know what you're taking. Right. Because the fentanyl epidemic is real uh-huh and like you take too much you take too much of something you could end up killing yourself yeah and you it's just want not, to be like high. Yeah. very dangerous so that means what so that means wow so that means you you've written every song sober and i've it's rare to like meet somebody who's done that yeah i don't think i've ever written a song drunk i think so there's a a whole other project that I haven't even gotten into, which is like a when I first started writing, and those I I wasn't drunk or high or anything, but I yeah. I was maybe like a little bit like after party, like I'd write it the next day, so that sometimes can be fun, like writing songs right after having a party day, but 
really no i i never like to drink when i write i don't like to be high or anything and definitely when i'm recording like you said i don't want to drink before because right. it dries out your vocal cords so it's like yeah it's just not a good mix there was okay so in terms of that there was a time there was a song i wrote back when I was in my early 20s, called them Stone Cold Sober. And there was a song basically where I was talking about... It was a song where, like, I wanted to be... It's basically a song saying, like, I want to be fucked up. It's like, I'm stone cold sober, wish I was drunk out my mind. I was stone cold sober, pour the wine. Like, it's like, I wanted to be drunk, but it's like, I never got to the point where, like, I had, like, an alcohol problem except for that one night and then again that wasn't me like in terms of like first of all secret is motherfuckers drinks are expensive at bars so it's like <laughs> it's like i'm fucking cheap like right same so it's like that's why like i'm good with like my my like diet coke and like i can drink that to like wake up and also like as you said, like, I know you're probably like a late riser. I'm very much an early riser. I'm someone who like, especially during the week, on the weekends, I usually sleep in, but like during the week to like exercise before I have to go to work, I am up at like 4 a.m. So like, wow, I am. Yeah. So like, I know that like early life and it's like, my thing is in the, on the weekends, it's like, I'm usually I'm tired like as i was telling benji my interviewing schedule like that combined with actually working a real job is like i get burnout but i also look at the fact that there was a time where i had to take almost a year off of drag from doing drag because of the bone spur so it's like i look at it, i'm like i i love it's how do i explain this i love it but i hate it it's like it's one of those things where it's like i hate having to work but i also know this like if I don't see anything in my schedule, I'm the person who's like, oh, fuck, I got to find something to do. Like, right. And pro well, you, you probably know that. Like, yeah. People are like, take a vacation. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the same way for the sure. And to my final question, what are your thoughts on how the LGBT community, on how the LGBT community is being treated today? Oh, wow. Well, it's just like, why are we still having pushback to the LGBT community? It's like, I, I'm i just like, we're at a point now. It's like, we know that there's all different types of people. There's a rainbow, there's a spectrum. Like the fact that people are still getting pushback and that can't just exactly. live their life is almost like a joke at this point, in my opinion. It's just, yeah. it's just let us live. Like, we're not here to hurt you. We actually want nothing to do with you if you're going to hate on us. So why don't we just live? And also it's weird. Like what makes straight people so perfect? It's like everyone's messed up. It doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, bi, whatever, you know, it's like whatever you're into, it's like irrelevant of who you are as a person. Like, let's just be nice people because what you like and what turns you on is irrelevant as long as you're a good person who really cares. And as long as it's safe and consensual, of course, um, you know, and all those little things like that. But I'm just saying yeah. in terms of like, 
you know, mature adult relationships, it's like, it's just not a big deal. Like, please leave us alone. Exactly. It's like, my thing is overall, I would say that's why so many people have said on here, like in the United States, we have it fine. I'm like, overall, that is true. But it's like, the issue's not here. It's like, we have the like, um, we have the power. We need to force like change in other countries as right. America. Cause like, granted, people say like, I don't feel oppressed, but it's like, listen, I would say in most part, overall trans people have it good but there's also the fact that like some of them are literally still dying and it's like yeah or they're like getting murdered for no reason it's like people are like you're not going to be able to stop that completely i'm like i know but we're it's not trying to stop it completely it's trying to reduce it as much as possible and it's like That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, it's oh. like people... Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 you're good. Go on. Go. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, with like trans rights and everything, it's like people just, again, are so wrapped up in that. And it's like, I think it's one of these things, it's like people are... Why, don't we, why are we putting them down? Like, if someone's telling you this is who they are and this is how they feel and they're doing things to get to that place, why do you... Who are you to be like, no, you can't do that? I mean, that's their body. That's their life. Like, why do you care? And why are you trying to implement your own, like, judgment on them? It's just not okay. Um, and it's, I think, the good news is I, I do love that there's so much more trans activism. And, like, in movies, yeah. like, there's more representation, especially trans women and men in color, of color. So, I mean, I, I, it's just crazy that there's so much progress, but then there's so much pushback. It's, but this is part of it, I guess. Yeah, it's like in some ways like it's like we're already in a rebellion as a society like and the thing is like let people live because like this is the thing. I don't know if you felt like this is an entertainer. I've always felt uncomfortable in like both queer and straight scenes because it's like I've never felt like extremely accepted in either. And it's probably because of the fact, as I said before, it's like in a queer bar, everyone wants you to perform like Katy Perry and Britney Spears. And it's like, but I'm a songwriter. Like, it's like, y'all are gonna, even if you don't listen to lyrics, you're gonna love the beat. Like, I make my own beats. I make electronic music. It's like, that's why I feel like if I'm going to do like a competition at all, like in a drag bar or in a, in a drag club, it's like, or any sort of like competition, I feel like next time I'm just going to do my own song. And if like people are going to react one of two ways, either they're going to, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Or, Oh my God. And personally, I'm fine with either reaction. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Because it's like, it's like we don't recognize this song. Well, this okay. This is how I'm gonna end this part. It's like think about 
how did you get to know Katy Perry and Britney Spears songs? They had to sing it at first in order for you to be able to do it. So it's like, mm -hmm. if all you sing is covers, essentially what that is, I mean, granted, I love covers. I love finding stuff that like can express me, but it's like, at some point, that's other people's stories. I want to tell mine. Right. And I mean, it's probably very similar to the way you feel. It's like, that's why that's why you probably don't do covers much. And my thing is, and maybe you would do this more on tour, it's finding the hybrid. Like, mm -hmm. finding a way to do your own music, but like, mm -hmm. do um other pe other people's music it's like that's why when i look at drag queens and like how drag queens have judged me for the way that I do things i'm like listen sis you can only do your little two one two numbers i can do 45 minutes to an hour just put me on stage yeah and it's like well actually i could probably do longer in an hour i love it actually actually that that'd be a question to ask you. So, what do you think is the longest? This is gonna be my last question. What do you think is the okay. longest you could do on a show? Like, if you were given like, if you were given like going on tour, and it's like you want your you want your show to be this long, how long do you think you could do? I mean, as of now, I think an hour and a half would be maximum. The longest I've currently performed is thirty minutes. So, um. I could do an hour that has to be a costume change, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Um, like, like I'd have a visual component, like having like interludes, like I would love to do that. Um, but I think an hour and a half at this point, I mean, honestly, like an hour, I think is a perfect amount of time to be honest with where I am now in terms of like my songs. And, um, but I think an hour and a half would be fine because you could do more with the breaks because, you know, time goes like so quick when you're performing. It's crazy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. My thing is like with that, I do you feel like I could do an hour and a half to two hours, but my thing is like it's you also you have the costume changes, but it's also I don't know how you are, but like my vision of a show is like me like stopping at some point and like talking to the audience, like getting them amped up and like basically in some ways kind of treating it like no matter what size space you're in, treating it like an arena show. Sure. Yes. Yeah, same. And that's why like, and people like my clips and stuff. So it's like some people may think you're unhinged when you're like screaming into a microphone and like <laughs> telling them like all this shit, like I'm going to be who the fuck I am. And like, they may think you're fucking crazy for doing that, but it's like, I'm like, if you think I'm unhinged, good. Amen. I want you to think I'm unhinged. Yay. Rock and roll. Anyway, that is a great place to fucking edit it on. Yes. With that being said, I always love getting to talk to you. Me too. With you. I do. I know. Everyone's like, why don't you have people on more often? Listen, I'm busy. <laughs> Hello. That's why I only... What was it? The last time Benji was on in May, so it's like I have Benji. I give him a large chance to like uh, do stuff, <laughs> and we have more shit to talk about. Exactly. So anyway, thank you always for having me on and for asking such great questions. Always a fun time. Yes, 
And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed.